0: Welcome to the Metapod of Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. We're recording this on Monday. Sean, Battle Styles came out if your store got pre-release kits and sold pre-release kits. Did you happen to get any Battle Styles this morning?
1: This morning? Oh, uh, no, no, no. I did not. I've been working for the last two hours. We were also recording this in the morning. If the, if savvy listeners oh, yeah, will know true. that we normally talk about how we record at night, but our schedules have gotten even busier and somehow, and we are now recording in the morning. So no, I have not. I
0: wanted out. to, it, it's all because of me. It's all because of me. I'll take the blame on this one. I wanted to get a battle styles booster box. So I was like, I kind of want to move my stream to the nighttime. Cause I get busy in the middle of the day. Like right after this podcast will end the recording. I'll get really busy with sports like ranking stories and player of the week stuff, you know, cause my university kicks butt, but, uh, so I was like, Sean, can we record in the morning? And he's like, yeah, I got this window. I was like, bet. Cause we only <laughs> have a 30 minute segment. Cause we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, Sean. We got, um, topics of new things being announced, but also we're doing a collab episode. Yeah. With our special friends over at the flow T cast. We'll talk, um, a bit about the, how should I say this? Battle styles. We'll talk about battle styles a little bit on our podcast today. You can listen to that later, but also make sure to go check out their podcast because we were featured on their podcast as well. Um, talking about battle styles. The other half, if you can know, kind of yeah. guess what we're talking about here, but I won't spoil <laughs> it. You're going to have to get to that point. But Sean, I, I didn't actually ask you how you were doing today. I'm a horrible you know,
1: co-host. <laughs> no, you're great. You're great. You're great. You just assume that I'm doing great and that's good. I like yeah. that. Uh, it's, it's a positive optimistic attitude. I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, had a, had a relaxing weekend, which was needed. Um, and yeah, I did a stream. I opened up so many packs over the weekend, Jake. I don't know. Yeah. If you...
0: I didn't get Dude. to see it because like I was, I did like three consecutive 13 hour days at the office over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I did, See, like, all the insanity that you opened before you opened it. Like, the picture that you posted, holy crap! Sean,
1: I opened up, I think we counted it was like 260 packs between Pokemon and Digimon. Um, and like, you know, like 60 or 70 Shining Fates packs. And then I also opened up the booster box and elite trainer box that Pokemon Company sent me. Uh, you've probably seen lots of creators get like these early early stuff uh so i I (laughs) opened that me except atrocious (laughs) jake so so uh you know if if the if my benevolent benefactor is listening uh you know who you are uh hit up jake hit up jake for that that chilling rain i make pokemon
0: content on twitch every almost every weekday and although i can't do youtube i i feel like i do a good job representing (laughs) the pokemon company in the trading card game (laughs)
1: notice me senpai
0: um, Please. No, I just uh anyways, Sean. Um,
1: but yeah, that's so that that was my weekend. It was a lot of pack opening, a lot of sorting, but a lot of fun.
0: I will say I did get a Digimon 1.5 booster box, Sean. I saw and I'm that. I'm very excited. I'm going to open it, it? Okay. Uh, Tuesday night or Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning. So
1: all right. Well, when you do and when you feel like you have some proper decks built, let me know.
0: Well, I, here's the thing. I I started. On my Digimon decks, so I have the starter decks, as Mm. listeners probably know. So I pulled some cool yellow cards. And so I put, I, like, modified the starter deck. But then I was like, you know, I may just not even modify the starter decks until I can, like, really play competitively. Because, like, I, I preach to Pokemon people. When I tell people getting into the Pokemon trading card game, I'm like play starter decks, play theme decks, play a bunch. So then you're familiar with those and you understand the mechanics of the game and stuff, and then start building your standard decks. I'm like, I've really only played. I've really only played like the three games that we got to do on webcam the other week, um, in terms of Digimon starter decks. So I was like, maybe I'll just wait to build like other modified decks. Um, I'm not I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to do it. I will well, play competitive Digimon sometime. I just don't know how yet. I don't have time to do competitive Digimon.
1: I, I will say let let your pulls be your guide. That's probably yeah. the best. So like open the box, see what you get, see what you got out of the 1.0 and then is just roll from there. Is there Lilithmon
0: decks yes. because I pulled a regular Lilithmon and then two alternate arts? There in are. The, there is in a the 26 packs that I've opened.
1: I have my friend actually also has a lot of extra Lilithmons and wants a build so I will send you a list after yeah, the pod. Yeah, do that.
0: Do that. But anyways, back to Pokemon, Sean. We got four more five-star reviews. Shout out to everyone for really killing it on these five-star reviews lately.
1: Absolutely goaded. Y'all are amazing.
0: We will have the video podcast up next week. As I mentioned, as Sean and I mentioned last week, this week we had already recorded like this collab series with uh, FlowTCast, so... We didn't want to do it this week, but next week's episode will go up on YouTube. I think maybe we'll try to put it up on YouTube on Wednesdays or Tuesday nights or whenever I find time to upload it. You know, because I got it's going to go on my YouTube channel, Atrocious Gameplay.
1: That is true. So go go sub to to Jake's YouTube uh, if that is your preferred method of uh, podcast consumption.
0: I do know that people enjoy seeing like facial reactions and stuff. But yeah, yeah
1: you know, and, and it, it's it,
0: I don't blame me if you want to listen to the podcast once on Apple, Spotify, whatever. And then you want to <laughs> listen to it again, you know, on YouTube. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you for that.
1: So, Jake, uh, do you want to read this this week's uh, five star review or should I?
0: Uh, I'll read it. I'll read it. You can take next week. Okay. We got a review from February 28th. Expired gamer five star review. Awesome podcast. Just got back into the competitive TCG scene and stumbled across this pod. These dudes are extremely knowledgeable. Somehow make every episode feel like you're hanging out talking meta with your friends. That is exactly what I strive for in this podcast is just talking about the meta and just talking about fun stuff with sean my buddy because sean and i are actually friends i don't know if anybody could have guessed that
1: uh, yeah i mean we were friends that we haven't we haven't met in person yet we've talked about this uh but i think what i my dream jake is to when regionals come back in a year however long it's going to be but i i I love the sentiment that listening to us feels like you're just chatting with your friends about the meta because that's genuinely that's just what we do. That's what we are doing. And I would love to like have an opportunity to chat with with all you listeners uh, at an event or at a couple of events in the future and just have that experience with you in person. Like that's that's my goal.
0: We all cosplay as a metapod. Oh, and as we enter the as we enter the regional or whatever, the IC or whatever it is, we all cosplay as Metapod and you can tell who all the Metapod (laughs) listeners are because at all the tables, you'll see a person dressed up as a Metapod and you're like, what the heck is going on?
1: That would be awesome. God, All right. Well, Jake, uh, (laughs) do you want to get into the topics knowing that we only have a limited window and uh, a smaller section of this pod before we get into the collab?
0: Yeah, this is kind of an interesting episode, though, because, you know, this is the kind of the week of Battle Styles releasing. The cards aren't out yet. You can't play them on PTCGO. So aside from the stuff that we're doing on Flow, these are really kind of like quick things, you know, nothing really groundbreaking has come up. But Sean, the team challenge has developed and evolved. And now we're really starting to get into the thick of things. Teams are set and stuff. But you have presented some. Challenges, uh, the team w- challenge challenges. You titled it.
1: Yes, this is in the topics. I don't know if Jake knows where I'm going with this, but no, are you, I have no idea. Are you part of the team challenge at all? Or were you not able no, to? okay.
0: I wasn't. I wasn't able to find time to enter Got in it. three of the four tournaments.
1: So the 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 thing that I am finding is that there has been very there has been minimal communication from the Pokemon company or whoever is running these. I don't know if it's actually the Pokemon company or some subsidiary thing out of the out of EU, but. Whoever is supposed to be running it has not really spent enough time communicating because so many people are like, has anybody heard any word? Are they supposed to start the same weekend as the Players' Cup? Which, yes, they do. That's already like a, okay. And you know that two different people are running these events because you've coordinated them to start on the same weekend. Also... Because, like, a bunch of people don't have information, there's other people saying that, like, especially in the UK, a bunch of people got buys on their first week of the team challenge. Yeah, I
0: heard, like, every team got a buy round one, which literally doesn't make sense just, to me.
1: That's not a buy. If everyone gets a buy, then you're just postponing it. That's what that is. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't get it. <laughs> so, I, I, apparently, our store that I'm in also got a buy, maybe? Like, I don't know if it's official word or just... but maybe that is the response to the realization that oh crap we planned this for the same weekend as players cup 3 top 256 and so maybe they're just like going like oh um we'll just give everyone a bye week 1 and then week 2 you know if some people made it to the top 16 or 64 whatever the next round of players cup is shows you how much i i pay attention to that but then, like, those people will just have to not play, and then the rest of the team will get to play in their stead. But that's maybe my guess of what got coordinated there. But, yeah, it's just been really poor communication. But we do get playmats. And yeah, I've heard that the
0: stuff is actually kind of really cool on the prizing.
1: Yeah, you if you made the team challenge, you're going to get a playmat. And the playmat, I'm pretty sure, is going to be Empoleon. So, Ooh, if you're a fan of NVs If you're a fan of Big Penguin Boy, then uh, then gear up. You're gonna have that that limited Empoleon play mat for all the people who qualify for Team Challenge. Which I will say, it's gonna be a ton of money. That is what makes the Team Challenge better than Players Cup. Cause when's the last time you got anything from the Players Cup, except like an yeah, in-game deck?
0: It's all holder. digital stuff. Yeah. So. Anywho, something about an IRL playmat, Sean, which Metapod made IRL playmats, not for sale, but man, they look good. We got to host another good. event soon, but we do. But first, before that, we did receive word of the June English set. It is called Chilling Rain. Now, Sean, this will release on June 18th. It has the pre release window of June 5th, June 13th. And uh, most countries won't be hosting these. We know Australia and New Zealand have started um, doing. I think they did pre-release events for battle styles. I saw some pictures of. So that's really, really cool um, of how they're doing that. And they're able to because their countries are actually taking care of themselves. But this will comprise of the Japanese sets Matchless Fighters and Silver Lance Black Jet Spirit S5A and 6A. It's and, very uh,
1: tough. Yeah.
0: Um, it's very tough. Uh,
1: yeah, it's uh, so. I think with the benefit, I think so. This is something that you mentioned on Twitter, like you were asking if there's going to be more battle styles cards, and mm-hmm. yes. So confirmed that there will be more rapid and single strike cards coming in the next set. So if if you find that one form is more lackluster than the other, there will be some very spicy additions to. Uh, to your repertoire of uh of cards. Um yeah. <laughs> so I, that I mean that's the main thing and then obviously the um Silver Lance and Jet Black Spirit which we don't actually know much of what's coming out in that set yet.
0: They did surprisingly show a couple cards, some cast form thunder slayers zero or the or is interesting. We'll go over that later at a later date. Um, haven't revealed a Calyrex, Spectre, or Glastier combo yet. So within due time, Sean.
1: But do you want to put on the tinfoil hat for a second if we look at the logo? Sean,
0: <laughs> Sean presented to me the aliens are coming tinfoil hat theory. Sean, wh- what you got?
1: So if you look at the logo, right, and the logo is always a pretty good representation of the things that you might see in... Um, in any given set, right? Uh, my uh, The easiest example is Darkness Ablaze. Darkness Ablaze, obviously you have the word darkness, you have the word ablaze. You have dark fire. What did that set contain? Eternatus VMAX, Charizard VMAX, Centiscorch VMAX. I mean, it's just, it's stupid obvious, right? And you look at Chilling Rain, and we know that this is going to include the Spectrier and the Glastrier. So you have a ghost type and an ice type, which is represented in the logo, right? You have ice in the word of chilling plus all this design of ice. You also have some sort of like a ghost aesthetic with like the purple and like this sort of ghostly outline. But the one word that you have that is a little bit weird in this one is rain. Um, And the question then is like, well, what, what does rain represent? Uh, And like, if you look at the texture on rain, I'm like thinking about this now, and it could be two things, Jake. It could either be um, the Blaziken, because there is like the the word "rain" has a texture like a pattern on it that looks like scales. Now, if you're familiar, those scales are going to look very similar to either modern day birds, which may be the reference to Blaziken, which does come in Matchless Fighters. So I might. Blaziken be, has fur, though. Blaziken does have fur, but he is a chicken, right? So underneath that, he has that chicken patterned skin, which, you know, that bird okay, patterned yeah, skin. Okay. Yeah, I
0: guess. Yeah. That could be
1: it. But the other, the other option, which is Tinfoil Hattie, is what other animal in the past is related to birds? Dinosaurs? What fantasy animals related to dinosaurs? Dragon types. So, Metal Graymon. <laughs> So like the word rain, it could just be Big Chicken. They're just they're just referencing Big Chicken here with the word rain, or or it could be a reference to a potential uh, of of bringing back Dragon types because like I said, they never officially announced Dragon was gone, and um, you, you know they always have the option to bring Dragon back. So maybe maybe this little reference here, it's either Big Bird or it's Dragon. Those are my two guesses. What do you think, Jake?
0: I just, like, I don't... I, I think Charizard when you say dragon. I'm like, ah, Charizard, we won't have a Charizard in battle styles. Ah, Chilling Rain, ba- uh, Charizard time. um I'm just, like, wondering... So, like, the big thing about dragon is that fa- it was weak to fairy, right? Dragons are weak to fairy types, and that's usually what it was in the TCG. Fairies were the counter, but when they took away fairy and made it psychic what is the weakness for like Suppose hypothetically if dragon types were to come back do you do we think it's going to be like water types even though dragon is resistant to water but Uh, it is weak against ice types but fairy's moving to psychic so do you just make them weak to psychic types because there's no resistance to those psychic types because fairy types got moved
1: You could either make them weak to Psychic or you can make them weak to themselves. Dragon being weak to Dragon. It's not the craziest thing.
0: Yeah, actually, that's not terrible because in the games, Dragon is super effective against Dragon types. So I guess that would make sense. Uh, Does that like help the circle? Uh, You know, like we've talked about in the past, the circle and how like Barry and Dragon kind of that circle. Does that?
1: I don't think it helps or hurts. I think it's just it's kind of like a it's the same way that Mewtwo and Mew, right? Like it's weak to itself Mm -hmm. basically. So that it's its own counter. So if it is popular, it will limit itself in its own play. Um, That's if dragon gets brought back. Now that rain, like I said, it could be big bird. And I think about it now there's the bird trio as well. The three legendary birds. So rain could literally be just all the birds that are in this set. And so that is what the texture on that is. So,
0: I mean, there are a lot of birds, you know? You could even, like Dracozolt, it's not a dragon. It's not, or it's kind of a dragon. It's like a fossil dragon-esque, even though it's considered an electric Pokemon. Like, there's that guy, too, we didn't even mention.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, this is, like, this is a very bird-heavy set. So, yeah, it may, I'm I'm probably undoing my own theory as I look at Matchless Fighters, because... (laughs) Which we're
0: actually doing here in a hot second shot.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, let's 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 just transition now. I think I think I'm I'm back off the train of dragon and onto the train of birds. So. I like
0: tinfoil hat theories though. They yeah, make things fun. fun. If
1: they are even if there are dragons though, you heard wrong. it here
0: first. <laughs> even if they're absurdly wrong, I think they're fun. But Sean, Matchless Fighters was revealed. It was the set that released in Japan on uh, or it will release in Japan on March 19th. But because like stores and stuff, you know open packs and things like that we we find out about these cards and different places like that it should i think tonight the episode airs pokey beach says at least that the secret rares should leak around tuesday night so if you want to go check that out on wednesday or whatever see if they're open but anyway sean there's about 70 cards how many cards are in yeah, this
1: yeah about 70
0: about 70 cards. Sean, what are the ones that you want to touch up on the most? We've um, already talked about the birds.
1: Well, we, we mentioned that they exist, but I'll start with the Blaziken, actually. Um, okay. I, it's a weird one. I think that it could have some potential, uh, but I, I worry about its damage output. But if you think about it, right, Blaziken, it's a fire-type rapid strike that has the VMAX has a colorless cost. And that's a very interesting, in my opinion, like uh, development, which is, okay, so you can actually do a single attachment to this Blaziken VMAX of a Rapid Strike Energy and do its attack. Um, yeah. And that, you know, and then now you have a fire type in a Rapid Strike deck. So uh, you could almost start to see Rapid Strike develop into a toolbox deck where you have different typings that you can use. And maybe that's how Ditto Toolbox evolves is Ditto Toolbox becomes Rapid Strike Toolbox. It's like you have dittos in there to bring out whatever the underlying V is. Then you go into the Vmax that you need. And its second attack does 130, which is very underwhelming. But it does have the additional attach an energy card from your discard pile to up to two of your benched Rapid Strike Pokemon.
0: Energy card.
1: Yes. So you can recycle
0: energy, not like this is any energy. It looks like, and
1: that, that to your point, that's huge because you can recycle your rapid strike energies that you have to discard at some point in the game. And so, you know, effectively you can use the rapid strike energies, lose them, get them back. And that's actually the equivalent of four energy that you get to reattach to your rapid strike Pokemon, which is for one attack that costs one energy that does 130 that seems like a pretty big plus in my mind, so I would definitely like. That's one where I I would look at that and say that's maybe a card that you should keep an eye out if you want, if you want to play around with Rapid Strike,
0: especially. Remember, Sean, a card that just released in Battle Styles: Supporter Cheryl, heal oh, all yes. damage from your Evolution Pokemon and discard the energy if they were healed in this way. Heal with Cheryl, bring the energy back with. With uh, whatchamacallit, Blaziken, Blaziken, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's like that's not terrible. I mean, I think Boss's orders is too prevalent for that to work t- super well. But it's an idea. Yeah. It's an look, idea it's, that could work. It is an idea. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, I want to just say the Bird in Matchless Fighters is probably the best start in the set
1: let's see. it is very cute it's a very christmas themed. he's like it feels like very Christmassy.
0: well delibird is like the gift pokemon that's true
1: but they they put a fireplace behind him around christmas yeah that's true but
0: i I mean i'm just i've been getting so into the arts for cards also can we briefly talk about if we're talking about arts or if i'm if i'm talking about arts (laughs) the uh in matchless fighters, it combos with a Zangoose, which is it in this set? Um, Usually they yeah, put those combos a, together. In the set. Zangoose is a normal Pokemon, but you put those two together and you can very obviously see that they're fighting each other because the, the Viper is single strike and the Zangoose is rapid strike. I think that's really cool. I would have guessed the other way, though, that Viper was rapid and Zangoose was single, but uh, whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, I'm looking for the uh, the art right now, and I'm having a hard time finding it. But what's the next from a playability perspective? What's the next card on your radar?
0: I want to talk about a, a supporter that got announced, Sean, a supporter called Avery. Okay. draw three cards. Then your opponent discards their bench Pokemon until they have three bench Pokemon.
1: They they heard us loud and clear on the Belelba and Eternatus situation.
0: And not only that, but Sean, they really loved your Eternatus revenge tour. And so they <laughs> went out and in battle styles, they printed Urshifu V maxes, two different ones that do a lot of damage. And then they printed out Zapdos V, another fighting Pokemon. <laughs> that is gonna seem pretty decent and now they have avery coming out just yep. there's there's they're beating a dead horse here sean i feel like <laughs> they're like, come on guys
1: He's here's the thing dead. the last
0: couple sets though here's the thing in the last couple sets so we had we had rebel clash we had dragapult right dragapult had its time in the fame Until Eternatus came out, and now Dragapult has been nerfed immensely, right? It became, it went from like one of the best decks in format to now like a tier three rogue deck type deal. Mm. And now Eternatus has had its time in the limelight, been good, a little bit more time than Dragapult, but now we're gonna have these fighting cards, we're gonna have Avery, like it's gonna get nerfed immensely i don't know if it'll drop as low as dragapult has but it's definitely getting nerfed
1: this card is interesting though because i think against Eternatus, clearly like it's a a very good card uh, a very it's a hard counter to Eternatus, basically but mm-hmm. outside of that it's actually a pretty bad card like if you actually sit down and think about it, like it's a draw three supporter which is terrible right Nobody so plays. Are Cynthia and Caitlyn, Cynthia and Caitlyn gets you something back into your hand, though, right?
0: Yeah, but this has a secondary effect no. as well that is actually like no, it's, it's not, not that bad. It's no, it's it is bad.
1: It is. Think about it. It's not terrible. No, no the secondary effect. Think about the way people play Pokemon right now, right? You have Dedenes and you have Crobats, and you have Eldegoss. You have all of these two prize bench sitters, and usually most game plans revolve around taking some number of prizes from the bench sitters, especially like in uh, you know rapid strike decks where you're going to do a lot of bench damage. So sniping that is actually like, um, you know, you sniping those, those Pokemon is actually beneficial. ADP wants those bench sitters. So if you think about this, it's like against any deck other than Eternatus, this is a plus for your opponent. It's a draw three for you, which is like hop or how, which nobody plays. And, Assuming you're in the mid to late game, your opponent has these bench sitters out there now and they get to just discard them because it's, it's discard down to three benched Pokemon. So it's only two. You only discard two max, which means that they're probably going to discard Crobat and Dedenne or Crobat and Crobat or Crobat and Eldegoss or whatever. <laughs> and aside from the hard counter to Eternatus, I actually think this is not going to be played much because it is a benefit to your opponent.
0: I think there's, I, I, I do agree. Like there is going, there is validity and like, and like this is going to be, if this card is played a lot, it's going to be a lot of Dedenne's Crobats. But I also think about the supporting Pokemon that we're getting in like battle styles and things like that, of like the Octillery, the Houndoom, possibly the Embor, If we can get away fast enough to get these Pokemon out, we didn't even talk about the Inteleon. In Rapid Strike has the ability: once during your turn, you may place two damage counters on one of your opponent's Pokémon. Right? That's like Greninja, Sh- Shadow Stitch. Now, mm. again, ADP is around, so maybe that's not that great. And Stage 2s are <laughs> not Trash. the best as of right now. But again, like I mentioned, you know, we're seeing a lot of these support Pokemon that might fill up the bench. You know, especially when ADP rotates, you know, you're going to have a lot more of those of those support Pokemon. And with the Denne gone, you know Crowbat's going to be the only thing in the format. I think post rotation, Avery sees a little bit of play. You know, I, again, I agree. You know, ho- nobody plays Hop. Nobody plays How, right? In except uh, Pedro. I think Pedro played a full art Hop in one of his decks <laughs> for a turn. For the memes. The other day, as a as a yeah, for the memes, for a dare, for content, but. I mean, these secondary effects, you know, that, that that makes Avery a lot different from these cards. You know, we've seen the secondary effects of like of Cynthia and Kalen. Cynthia and Kalen is a good card. I wouldn't say like it's a staple in every single deck, but like it's pretty decent and expanded. It's got some validity in standard decks that try those like elongated matches. And I, I mean, I don't know. I think post-rotation, this will... This will be played a bit. It's not going to be a stable. It's not going to be a four of research, right? But I I think it's got more credit than what you're giving it.
1: Maybe, maybe. I just, I worry that the benefit to you as the player is because you don't get to choose what your opponent discards your
0: opponent. I think it's again. I think it's again, post rotation. Okay.
1: Well, we will see. We will see. Um, We'll see. (laughs) In terms of the other cards in the set uh, that uh, maybe have any value. Um, you know Draco's old think- Vmax is pretty trash, I'm not going to lie. It's the put- I think the, the
0: uh I think that Draco's old Draco's old old tomato tomato. Mhm. Um yeah.
1: I mean the the second the second attack on the Vmax is bad. The First attack is 60 damage, and then you put 12 damage counters if it's damaged. But like that adds up to 180 damage. And we'll then,
0: have a rope and boss in this format.
1: Exactly. Like you just it, it I just think it doesn't work. But
0: we've seen these we've seen these things all the time, and they they don't have much impact at all.
1: No. Outside of that, though, like we said, the Galarian Zapdos V that we may have talked about this before but that i think is of all, of all the birds that's probably the best one um cuz you're doing 170 and you discard a special energy from your opponent's pokemon um and it's fighting it's look it's fighting quadruple colorless or triple and colorless for each
0: for each v that your opponent hasn't played the attack yeah. is one colorless less
1: so that that definitely you know i think that makes this card potentially very playable um of all the birds i think we've talked about them but like of all the birds that's my favorite
0: the mole trace i think is good because it's i think it's decent yes. in the with adding energies on you know you just play energy switch it's i mean it's the it's the dark rye without putting the dark rye on the bench almost like or no no no, no. it's like malamar but a two prizer that's what i meant
1: now you know what i actually think is a a pretty interesting card Galarian Slowking VMAX.
0: Okay, let's talk about it.
1: For two energy, it does max toxin 10 damage. Your opponent's active Pokemon is poisoned. During checkup, put 12 damage counters on it instead of one. So literally, the first time it's between turns, it's 130. And what you're doing is you're forcing your opponent to use, to play those escape ropes just to get out of poison, right? So, mm-hmm. like, if you can make them burn a few of those, and because this Slow King is only dark colorless, that actually might be a better partner for Galarian Moltres, uh, in terms of, you know, Cheryl, Galarian Moltres. So you heal off the damage and then you poison them again, right? And mm-hmm. if you if they have to burn a lot of those um switching cards early, that actually could put them into a position where if they can't, they either have to start hard retreating or just taking that 13, that 12 damage between turns over and over again, which I don't know. I do think there's something to this, you know, pair it with a couple of toxic croaks. And I, I think you got something here.
0: I just feel like there's a lot of switching cards right now in the format. You know, not only can you play four switches, we also have the escape ropes. We have Mallow and Lana, which honestly, like this deck isn't designed to like your Galarian slow King, uh, Moltres idea. Isn't really designed to go fast Right, it it kind of will naturally, I think, have a longer game than than like something like an ADP or like an Eternatus deck would do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really see, I don't really see it right because with Malo and Lana, you're forcing your opponent to play a little bit slower, right? Because their supporter for the turn is something that doesn't like draw them cards or anything; it just heals. But mm. combo this. With, let's say, Dinah Tree Hill, the stadium card, Sean. Uh, People like on in-play, both you and your opponents can't
1: be healed. Okay, I mean, that's that, that's nice. That would
0: be probably your stadium of choice in that deck. Now, we have something like Chaotic Swell in the format, so maybe we have to wait until rotation when Chaotic Swell is gone. Or, um,
1: I- I'll also say, though, there might be, what is it, um, Lavender Town? Or... The one that says that if you switch via a supporter that you keep... That's Dust Island Island, from
0: Unbroken Bonds, I
1: think. That might be another one to also put in there. But again, switching via supporter is just Bird Keeper and Mallow and Lana, which... Yeah, that's
0: another card. Bird Keeper, another switch effect. I just think we have too many switch effects for...
1: That might be true. And being weak to to fighting being weak to fighting again like i wish they'd given this a different weakness because giving it the same weakness as eternatus a- a- and also like having all these counters to eternatus out right now it it's mm-hmm. not great that's
0: <laughs> i mean
1: it is a poison
0: pokemon so i would have i would have been okay if it be if it was weak to like a psychic type
1: yeah that's a very good point like that would have made sense thematically or like even dark you know
0: a dark I think it's dark. like I think it's like poison psychic. Hold on. Uh Galarian Slow King type. I'm pretty sure it's like Poison and Psychic. Yeah. Galarian Slow King is a dual poison and psychic type Pokemon. Oh, okay. So like fighting doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. That- they'll change, they'll change the weaknesses based on the Pokemon's like video game typing, usually. Mm-hmm. You know? But here they're just doing a straight shot of, okay, well, fighting. I mean, there's two options, bug or fighting. And they're like, well, we can't do bug. Let's just do fighting, <laughs> even though that also doesn't fit. Because theoretically, Galarian Slowking is good against fighting Pokemon.
1: Well, it, I know I'm, I'm also looking at the clock right now, Jake. Uh, I'm just going to, for our listeners out oh, there. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, um, we're, pretty much, we're pretty much good to go.
1: I, there's segment. one more Pokemon that I want to talk about. I know there's some trainers if you want to touch on those, but the last Pokemon I want to talk about is actually the Spiritomb in this set. Uh, eh. You think? So here's my thinking on it, right? I think it's actually a great late game cleanup Pokemon because for one colorless energy, count the number of Pokemon in your opponent's discard pile, put that many damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon in any way you like. For me... That's an interesting one of, if you think about decks like Rapid Strike, Urshifu um, V-Max, right? You can spread a lot of damage or or any other decks that spread a lot of damage. The problem that you might run into is at the end of the game, you may have, you may not have an attack that's like super cheap or you may not have an attack that can put exactly the number of damage counters that you need where you need them. And I think that something like this could come in and uh, allow you, maybe there's like 10 Pokemon, 12 Pokemon in the discard mid to late game, which is not crazy, right? You might have 10, 12, 15 Pokemon. That's 15 damage counters for one energy at the late game that you can pick wherever they go. And something like that could be the perfect thing of like, I will set up some damage and I will clean up exactly the number of prizes I need to win the game. Now, that's how I at least see Spiritomb being most played
0: i'm glad that you mentioned that because everybody on twitter when this card was announced was crying about how it kills mad party i mean it does but <laughs> and i was like why would you tech for a tier three like yeah deck? No,
1: nobody's teching for mad party maybe Let's
0: an be- expanded like maybe an expanded it's it's a fine tech because mad party and night march are prevalent you know they're they're decent decks and expanded but i'm thinking like in standard i'm like i'm not worried about mad party really in standard
1: no to be I, honest i 100 percent agree But
0: one thing before we go into the uh, into the segment with flow T Sean, is it okay if I transition? Yes,
1: transition. Okay,
0: there I wanted to mention this. This usually is I we didn't really I mean, it's it's something GameStop is having a Flapple promo giveaway, which you may think, Jake, we talked about these GameStop events before. Senescorch, remember that guy? Well, that was a crud card because it was just a reprint. This is going to be the first promo from GameStop that has an actual GameStop stamp on it. So this is why I will kind of want to talk about it because this is kind of cool, especially for all the collectors out there. Um, this is going to be the first one. You do have to buy $15 in Pokemon TCG merchandise, though, which I'm a little worried about because, honestly, I've I've stepped in some GameStops. There is no $15 in merchandise that you can find. In TCG, so maybe you can get a deal buying fifteen dollars of something, you know. Since there's no TCG, I don't know. But will have to buy. Magic. It's a non-hollow. It's a non-hollow version from the Flapple and Rebel Clash. So putting the damage counters on, shuffle it back in the deck. Kind of cool, but um, it's got the GameStop stamp, Sean.
1: Yeah, it's got that GameStonks. So if you want, if you want to hop on the GameStonk train, you can get this Flapple. I mean I I, I
0: mean I like promo stamps. Mm-hmm. I like stamped cards. So the GameStop event isn't anything crazy. It's just like the GameStop font in all black. <laughs> it's very generic, but it, it's, it's better
1: still It's to your point that we were talking about earlier, it's better than the CentaScorch. So <laughs> it is
0: better than the Scorch. I will give TPCI the credit for that. And GameStop has had a resurgence thanks to Reddit. <laughs> so maybe this is more of these
1: stonks I doubt it uh yeah well I guess now we will we will make that transition as you were talking about Jake to the to the collab with cast. uh and I'll put some sort of some sort of music here we'll see you on the other side
0: yeah so wait, is this the recording of the Metapod or is this a
1: recording? No, this is the recording for the Metapod, Jake. Where are you? See, this, is
0: the, this is the theme of the entire podcast. I'm just kind of here. I don't really know what's going on. Sean just asks me questions and then I answer them. I
1: basically just say, Jake, in. I'm recording you. Go. And then, and then that's how we make the pod. But <laughs> look, look,
0: I had one job. Get deckless. I got deckless. That's it. All right. Done. Mm, you did A-plus. more than
1: you did more than any of us. Let's be frank. So <laughs> let's welcome on uh, another podcasting crew. Jake, is this the first time we've had... A fellow podcast crew on the metapod
0: i think so because we well uh, well uh, crew yes podcaster no who did we have that was also a pod i'm so bad at real breaking nate has the shadow okay podcast but, but with jordan fringe and now danny yes okay Super so yeah
1: but it's not like a players thing this is like- no
0: no this is the first players collab podcast shenanigan
2: didn't you guys have pj on
1: oh He's yeah got a that's true that's oh true. yeah the shuffle squad we're like
3: yeah. we, the what
1: anyways um why don't you all introduce this is this is floaty cast uh so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves
2: scott go ahead bud
1: hi man <laughs> how you doing I, today bud
3: I, i'm good you know working every day that's a that's a running gag no uh i'm scott i'm from the floaty cast um you can catch us every week just like you uh, can the metapod um, and we're here to tell um, tell exactly why where why our opinions are uh, more predominant and uh, better than um, <laughs> the metapod
2: psych <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> i'm steven maxlow co-host of the Floaty tk scott's very humble about himself he's also the ceo and founder of Floaty tk go ahead not not a big deal uh, i work for him actually so <laughs> NBD, but uh, yeah NBD. with me Oh, with, I guess with, but it was four, and then I upgraded, I guess. I got promoted. So that's like cool. If
3: I'm a CEO, he's the CFO. Um, I don't know what any of those letters mean, but I feel like they're equal.
2: I'm the vice can president. I, Chief fun can officer. Can be the UFO? <laughs> you can be whatever you want, Jake.
0: I'm
1: in. Sign me up. Switching, but, uh, Sean.
2: Sorry. No, I mean... Also, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you guys for having me.
1: Yeah, finally,
2: yeah. Jesus.
1: <laughs> it's only taken you like how many of our appearances on yours for us to invite y'all?
2: <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, Jake uh, is going to be three, and you're two. So, <laughs> <laughs> scores five to one or five to two, I guess, since you got both of us.
1: That's true. That's true. We we, we got a two for here, so that's something. That's something new.
3: Does it count though? Because I feel like it's a half. Like it's a one and a half. Like I'm just here as an assist. Like Maxlow got the goal. Like he got the point. But I just, I just threw the puck over to him. You know.
0: You're almost like yeah. you're almost like the lawyer to Maxlow. You know, when Maxlow starts <laughs> talking and he says something too much, you're like, Hey, hey, shut up, shut oh, up, shut hold up. up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, uh, don't
2: don't that. That. can Reputation. you quiet? <laughs> All right. Well. Hey, not nah, not a lie though. He does uh he does be like, Hey, delete that tweet. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. Well, let's uh we're going to get into some debates here today uh, about rapid strike versus single strike. Uh, and for everybody's wondering, we're going to do rapid strike decks here on the Metapod, and then all the single strike opinions, debates, etc, will be on the Flo Cast. So these will be coming out within like what a day of each other, probably, maybe on the same no, day. I
2: think, I think ours comes out like in the morning, and y'all come out in the afternoon.
1: All right, something like that. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I post it after I edit it before work. So Yeah. But it, point being, when you listen to this, the other one is probably out. So, uh, right. yeah, we are going to, Jake and I are going to talk about how Rapid Strike is the superior of the battle styles, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, gloves are off. Jake, why don't you why don't you take us through? You have the deck list. You're the one who did the work. So please. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think personally,
0: Rapid Strike is better. I feel like with the Urshifu, especially with like a little bit of spread and so much gusting in the format with something like escape rope. You got Boss's orders still in the format. We all know that card. We all hate that card. But it provides a little bit more flexibility in terms of the ways that you can build it. You know, you can build it with a ton of support Pokemon like the Eldegash, Jirachis, your goons to get like some extra pings in there. You can do it with a uh, little bit support in terms of the Octillery. You know, the Octillery being able to help you find all the single strike cards that you need with the energies and stuff. And then the variety of tackers to go along with it, like Empoleon. Empoleon, really good for its ability, in my opinion. And being able to just, again, with Escape Rope coming out in the format, like it's it's almost a no brainer especially when you've got a card like Jirachi GX. A lot of people aren't talking about Jirachi GX in my opinion, to take away that psychic away so then your Mewtwo's whether that's in like PikaRam, you know PikaRam is going to throw their Mewtwo's at you, so then you don't have to bop their uh three prize tag team pokemon, throw one of those bad boys in there. The Mewtwo is you don't you don't really worry about the Mewtwo.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that'll be the case for both Single and Rapid Strike Urshifu, which is, you know, you could throw in the Jirachi, but they could throw in Power Plant, but you could, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? But I I would agree. I think that the concept of Rapid Strike, personally, I think it is designed to reward um, more thoughtful gameplay because you do have, you know, some cards with that bench snipe potential, you also have the, I think it's it is it mine shoe or mine foo or something like that? Uh, Mian Shao, I guess is what it is. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce this.
0: I'm not even going to try to correct you. Everybody <laughs> knows what you're talking about. I'm, I'm just going to let you go. It has the one where <laughs> it's Chow. like,
1: yeah, it, it, it has the one where you like uh, do 90 damage, which is like, eh, fine. But like you confuse your opponent and then you shuffle it and all other cards into your deck. So you could like send up polka dolls or send up. Other wall Pokemon that you might have in the format. So, obviously, I think Rapid Strike is designed for that sort of more thoughtful player, and I think because of that, it will pair better with more cards, even if they're not Rapid Strike cards. But open it up to the cast folks. What are your what are your open What's your opening salvo against Rapid Strike?
2: Okay, so first and foremost, uh, Rapid Strike okay at best and i say that because there's no dark types in rapid strike all right that's literally my only argument i got that's it that's it but that's it but for real though um rapid strike yeah the way they're they're building that archetype up because they're kind of bringing archetypes a little bit into the format as far as like all the cards are playable for that one thing. Like not just like you got an electric deck, you have electric Pokemon and energy, but like even the supporters, it's a lot stronger because you can make a lot of different decisions and micro decisions in the game because of a card like artillery, for example. So you could throw in these uh, supporters. What is it? Karina's something to draw up to six cards in your hand or you can Mm -hmm. play like mustard man uh the rapid strike version of mustard man i don't remember the names of these things but yeah, rapid strike
1: stance mustard
2: yeah yeah that guy and so like depending on the situation in the game so like what for example like karina it could be better than um like a research because you can find it like Mm -hmm. you can come out of the deck with it or a billowing fan, a card, or what what is it? A fan of waves. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, fan, a fan of, of waves, waves too. I like do I like doing them at sporting events. But you can find that card just to bop a special energy. Like say homeboy, I don't know, Steven Maxlow from the Floaty Cast is playing E turn in this meta because he's an idiot. And I'm like, Oh, let me put my uh, weakness guard energy on there. You go, Oh, fine, Octillery, fan of waves, bop it, and then do a boatload of damage. So like it's a super good deck. I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't I know we're supposed to be debating, yeah, but like <laughs> I feel like y'all got the big straw. we got the short straw. but now let me tell you why let me tell you why single strike is better
3: not yet. calm down, calm down.
2: I'm doing <laughs> one blow on a zamazenta. Can you do one blow? Can you no
3: <laughs> no, that's I mean that's true that that is a fair point, right? So like that is not even that good. <laughs> My, my whole thing with uh, Rapid Strike is it has a lot of tricks. It has a lot of tools. It also has a lot of setup to to build to that. And quite frankly, it doesn't hit very hard. So you're still taking multiple hits, right? So let's say you start slow or you get put in a situation where you don't have anything, You're going maybe going into the late game. What do you got? You, you got nothing. You got a whole lot of setup going on mm. for... For what, right? So that's my big thing is uh, Rapid Strike may be too combo oriented and you may, it may just get convoluted and you just lose yourself. No,
1: I guess. Think true. about it in, in a
0: format where there's a whole bunch of support Pokemon everywhere because everybody has to go a million miles an hour. If Rapid Strike, Rapid Strike does chunks of damage, yes, correct. But those chunks of damage go anywhere on the board that you want. So being able to spread that out taking multi-KO attacks per turn is such a huge deal. That's why that Kyogre deck did real well the other day in the Chill TCG tournament. Because I mean that it's only 80 spread damage, you know, on Pokemon. What is it, 110? Um 110 if you've got the telescopic sight, but it's still super powerful and can take a whole bunch because you're you're bopping so many different Pokemon. You can't heal them all at the same time. It's true. What do you do if everybody's playing Mew, dog? Everybody's playing Mew. That's why you've got Escape Rope. That's why you got Boss. That's why you got all these different things to be able to bop. Uh
1: Well, I mean, I guess Mm. it's interesting because, like, maybe that's why you got Empoleon because, I mean, but if Empoleon's in the active, you can't do anything else. That's honestly, though, like, that's one card, like, Jake, in any of your lists, do you find that Empoleon is actually used very much?
0: I feel like Empoleon, Empoleon's used in only like really one of the lists, but it's one of those things where you have this like flex spot. Mm-hmm. You know, you have one of these flex spots and you're like, okay, what is something that I could try to work around? And I mean, when you look at Empoleon's attack, I mean could because you do have you do have ways to be able to attack with the Impoleon because you have the Rapid Strike uh, energy. special energy yeah. two energies of either water and or fighting whichever one you prefer just two for one attachment you know you still do 130 you know to a pokemon in the active which oh, I feel like sometimes with your Rapid Strike Urshifu, you're going to be attacking the active at times so being able to just work around that and the Empoleon V moving energies as well. It just says an energy. You can move that rapid strike energy over onto the Urshifu VMAX, you know, and then all you need to do next turn is just find another one, and boom, you've got four energies on your Urshifu VMAX doing whatever you want. Or you just find a regular attachment energy because the attack requirement is three.
1: I mean, for me, like, I'm actually thinking about. You know, if, if I were, I I agree with the fact that like, you know, it takes a lot of setup or, or it's like a combo, right? Like it takes multiple turns for the, um, strategy of rapid strike to be pulled off. And in the current format, that feels like a losing strategy because, you know, everyone's just like hammer crushing hammer and then swing, swing for lots of damage. And then that's just, that's just the game, right? But I think when adp is gone one that would that that'll make a huge deal. But I also think that the fact that um the rapid strike Urshifu vmax has a single energy attack that, if it comes from the bench, does one fifty and you have escape rope in format now with this set coming out, along with the fact that it's only got i think a two retreat cost, mm-hmm. so air balloon works um, the stadium works the stadium works exactly, so. I think there's a number of cards that actually make it so that if you were to combine that with maybe a Cheryl, like if nobody can knock you out, and if you don't care, if you just attach one energy a turn and keep doing 150, that's a pretty bull. (laughs) I mean, like if nobody can reach high enough to hit 330 damage in a single turn, and you can just bop for 150 over and over, and then maybe have a turn where you 150, 150, you got 300, right? You bring something up, and you take four prizes in a turn with one twenty-one twenty. Like to me, that's a pretty crazy combination of like that single energy attack is just so powerful at 150. Um
2: Yeah, I agree, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> when we started this, you're like, let's make a debate. I'm like, Well, he's got good points. <laughs> what you do want make me to do? Yeah. And one one thing I haven't really thought about with um with Empoleon, is like Rapid Strike energy is really big, right? It's it's mm. a very key component in the deck. Well, what what takes out those things? A Giratina, yeah, or you that or that have a imp- fan.
1: That's the fan that move. we talked yeah. about. That's how you With move, move that
0: energy because the uh, Giratina only takes it out of the active. Yeah, but so what if I'm you saying is that turn and then you move it. I mean, they that means they have to boss. That means they have to escape rope when your only other Pokemon is the Urshifu V Max. Which, if you're setting up with like artillery or using a Dedene, Crobat, Eldegoss, whatever, Jirachi, Zigzagoons, all that jazz, you know, the escape well, room is never going to touch you.
2: You ain't got to worry about that because you got Empoleon in the active. That's. Oh, I'm yeah. Not, no, no uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'm giving you're some right. love to Empoleon here. Like, so I look at like a deck like. Senescorch. You know, you got the scoop-up net Senescorches that people are playing with, the Jirachis, the Zig... Like, maybe one Zigzagoon, a Fion or a Giratina, and stuff like that. Like, it kind of shuts that down. Also, you hit it's it- a water-type Pokemon. You hit it for weakness. So yeah. Like,
1: yeah, that's right. You're pretty, actually... Pretty good. You can build the deck around hitting a few of the best decks in format right now for weakness, right? The fighting obviously hits Eternatus and Picarom, which... Both oh, he turned into smoke, bro. <laughs> Which, like both versions of Urshifu can do that. So that's not really a benefit to one versus another. But the water typing is big, right? Like the darkness yeah. typing, what? Is it going to be like, oh, well, I guess with the darkness typing, you could play a card that combats some of the psychic that would be your weakness, right? So, like, you know, you could play, you know, I don't know, a couple of these Dark-type Pokemon. But, like, honestly, the Dark-type Pokemon takes so much energy that it's so hard to have that response KO. Yeah,
2: like, I I, kind of agree on that. Like, when I'm looking at this list, and we'll talk more about this in the next segment, but, like, looking at, like, no, well, actually, we'll just talk about that more next segment. And why? That's, uh, <laughs> stay tuned for the Floaty Cast. <laughs> That's right.
1: Well, Jake, do anyway, you want to do you want to talk us through like a couple of the lists that you found that you thought were particularly interesting? So I kind of want to talk about a
0: Mewtwo list. Okay, excuse it me. Doesn't necess- It doesn't necessarily talk about Rapid Strike because there is no Rapid Strike cards. But then, what, but what are we it, talking about here? Was this is a I'm Rapid
1: Strike. Okay okay
0: i just want to briefly touch on it it's like it's like the 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 break music you know before the next the before the next part Uh but (laughs) welder mewtwo victini v max it's basically a regular welder mewtwo list you've got your naginato you got a Vileplume, your ganga q your charizard reshiram heatran um, but playing in a two-two line of the Victini V and the Victini V Max, the Victini V and VMAX is real interesting in my opinion, because single energy spreading flames attach three energies from the discard pile to Pokemon in any way you like. That's kind of big for times that you hit or that you whiff Welder, right? Because Welder dot decks are real tough. Whatever you miss those, and then Max Victory. If uh, if the opponent's active Pokemon is a V or V max, you're doing 220 damage for just two energies, one fire, one colorless. Not terrible, in my opinion, we're kind of a little bit worth the two two line, especially with like Zashian running around, maybe Zamazenta. Um, And then uh, with the regular Victini, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Opponent's active Pokemon is a V 60 damage. For one energy, not great. And then the VMAX 120 with uh, two energies, discard all the energy from this Pokemon. So it's, it's, especially with the Mewtwo, because a lot of people have disregarded Mewtwo, especially when you have a matchup, you know, like the Rom where it's like the psychic is almost irrelevant or like where you don't want to match up psychic v psychic. You don't want them to just automatically go ahead and bop you. You know, you can have that flexibility of going into a different Pokemon that includes Welder that has those opportunities to excel. And then uh, just attaching those energies in different places. You know, if you fall behind, all you need is that single attachment and then boom, got a whole bunch of energies on that Mewtwo ready to like flare strike for 300 on that GX next turn, which is it's kind of interesting in my opinion. I don't know. I didn't really think of Victini VMAX as anything crazy, anything good. I heard some rumblings about it from like Japan, but I was like, ah, this is like a Crobat VMAX deck. It's going to be good for like three tournaments and then pfft,
2: trash. There is a Mewtwo list that uh, actually runs Rapid Strike Urshifu. That's kinda like interesting the, as well. Kind of like the same uh, same business that you were talking about, like the one energy attack or, that does a, a bit of damage, but like there's... There's a, uh, what is it? I think it's like a 2-2 Urshifu VMAX, or not VMAX, yeah, Urshifu VMAX line. I was all right. Rapid Strike. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, you since you play Aurora Energies anyway, it's like good chip damage doing 150, and then you like go in with Mewtwo, plus you got two two pretty big Urshifu decks that are going to be coming out, and they're weak to Psychic.
1: Mm-hmm. But I guess if they're I'm- playing, this is my question for you, I guess, uh, is if they're playing the Jirachi GX, how do you get around it?
0: You boss uh, it up and kill shot. it.
1: I mean, I guess, yeah, you can kill it. Shot. You can kill it. Okay.
0: But uh, does Jirachi have one eighty? No, Jirachi has one
1: sixty. One sixty. Yeah. Yeah, you spit oh. shot. You don't even need a shot. Or you shot. could
0: Cramorant, or like if you're playing that, oh, yeah, you're Kramorant. playing the Mewtwo's. You Kramorant's use the Natal. I would imagine you have the Naginadal probably. Did in I your spit
2: shot I meant venom shot. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, like, you that. could play, I mean, but you could play a Cramorant, yeah. right? Yeah. You you could, if you're yeah. playing like a welder
2: type deck.
1: I mean, you could like Aurora energies. But you got another Mewtwo option. With baby blind. You play martial arts dojo, and with uh the rapid striker Ishufu coming from the bench, it does one sixty.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but wouldn't you want to play Giant heart though? I, I mean, mean probably, I don't know. You maybe maybe do you would. I mean, it's uh, not
0: the only decks to mix stadiums, right? Yeah, it's not the only yeah, deck no. to do that. It kind of no. sucks because we don't have something like Stadium Nav anymore, right? Do we not? But do uh, we still have? Yeah, it.
1: we still have Stadium Nav. Was that Unified Minds? Yeah, I think so. I think it's Unified. Yes. Oh, never mind. Okay, well, Just maybe barely. maybe
2: you play Stadium Nav. Hey, hey. You know what? We're already playing flip cards. Why don't we just play Turbo <laughs> Patch 2? What? <laughs> Precaron played it. Pricoron played it for like worlds. Yeah, I did. Post rotation. And also played uh, Knoxville regionals too. I think yeah. John Ang took a had a high placing. It was a big thing because you had to find the Thunder Mountain. Very yeah. crucial. Yeah, it's, it's
0: the easiest way. But that was when you could like realistically turn one tag well bol- or turn one
2: pole blitz. <laughs> Speaking of stadiums and stuff, something that just popped into my head right now. Yeah. is You could play like uh what is it, Wondrous Labyrinth?
1: Oh, with the Urshifu V Max. Uh,
2: yeah. Ooh. And
0: then you can still use that first attack with that Rapid Strike energy
1: that, if you want. That is a very good point, Jake. Wow. I didn't even yeah. think of that. That is a nasty combo. I just think yeah. that I
0: just think that Wondrous Labyrinth is like kind of a mediocre card. Right now, because of something like chaotic swell and that Marshadow with both of those things in the format. We're such an in like a stadium heavy format, in my opinion, and we've been that way for so long. Like
2: you have to win the stadium war. Oh. Absolutely. In my opinion. Ever since like it was Thunder Mountain first, you had to beat the Thunder Mountain and then it was Giant Hearth. And ever since Giant Hearth came out, it's like when Fire Decks took over, it was like you have to get rid of those of uh, Giant Hearth now. And then it's yeah. like
0: and I think without something like I think without something like Field Blower, I I just don't know if Wondrous Labyrinth like it's a cool idea and it's a good idea. But I just feel like everybody's playing four mm. stadiums.
1: It's very Whether situation. John
0: Harther, yeah. swell, swell. If that's you play true. three stadiums, that's like six. <laughs> right. You knock out six stadiums. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like, true. I just, it's a cool true. idea, but I, I don't know if it in execution would like be that mm. great, to be honest.
2: Come on, man. I, I'm here for the single strikes. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. Anyway, you got any other cool lists? Yeah,
1: I, any saw, actual rapid strike?
0: A, I saw a rapid strike list in Expanded that plays ADP.
1: Oh, no. And, we don't oh, need to hear I ADP. To, ADP. I
0: wanted to cry. I thought I should bring it up, though, because I uh, bone and whine about ADP all the time, and here's I mean, a here's a rap here's a rapid strike list that's got adp in it because you're gonna do extra damage you know you got double dragon you just GX you ultimate Ray all those fighting energies onto your Urshifu vmax and you got Target whistle in the format you got like ultra ball and whatnot like you're just silent lab you can silent lab with that deck you're just yeah dang I just I just want to cry every time I look at this
1: list. Well, I mean You got mean,
0: max elixirs too?
1: I mean, if you think about it, it what's so gross is that you have two Pokemon. Is it with the rapid strike Urshifu or the single strike? It's rapid strike, right? Rapid. Yeah, so rapid. What's so what's so gross is that you have now two energies that special energies in those decks that provide two energies at a time. Yeah. So it's like, okay, my double dragon energy. There's my there's my GX attack. We can get rid of that guy now. And then like the Urshifu is now, when it comes from the bench on the following turn, is doing 180 damage. And if you think about that, with the second attack, assuming that it survives, which it probably will, now you're doing 150 and then 120 to the bench. And that's 330, which is going to knock it, out most things. Even
0: though, even though this list doesn't have it, there's also things like Choice Band. There's also things like Muscle Band, Fighting Fury Belt. There's also things like Diancy. There's also Fighting Dojo. There's so many damage modifiers that
2: can go in this deck. It's disgusting. Does the deck list have Wide Lens in it? Uh, Yes. Okay, so Wide Lens, Uh, for the listeners who don't know, Wide Lens was an old tool card that if you hit the bench, you can hit for weakness. So... <laughs> 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 you
0: just like <laughs> you literally just like destroy
2: everything go,
0: like goodbye Pika Rom. Like, bench
1: goodbye Pika Rom. yeah
2: no. <laughs> so what you do is you don't show your hand right you know like i mean you put the urshifu down but you don't like show off what uh you're doing really um <laughs> uh, if it's like a best of one format too they bench two Pika Roms to get ready to get started and you go bop we're done here we're done here we're done here we're
0: we're, we're finished it's disgusting <laughs> like oh. i and target whistles in this deck <laughs> oh my
2: god
0: so you you're, you're just... like
2: oh god i made a mistake i put this pokemon down too early well it's coming back baby <laughs> <laughs> you go Bop two target whistle. We're done here, bro. <laughs> you oh. finished in two turns. I like
0: can't target.
2: Target whistle is the worst
0: card ever printed, along with ADP. One of those two cards needs to be banned.
1: All right, Jake. Do you have any standard? I want to. I want to finish off this rapid strike combo with a standard list in rapid strike that you think people should keep in the back of their mind for a you know very soon.
0: Can I can I say the one or so like. Rapid strike Urshifu with the Octillery a, two, a nice 2-2 two, two mm-hmm. Octillery line. I like Octillery a lot. I like that flexibility of being able to find literally any rapid strike card that I want. I think honestly, like when we talk about like rapid strike and single strike, we talk about this versus like it's gonna be the two top archetypes in the format, but you know, with more sets coming out. These, these archetypes are theoretically going to get stronger, right? And a card like Octillery is just going to get stronger <laughs> and stronger because it has a bigger pool of cards to be able to go after. And so you play the 4-4 with this Rapid Striker Shifu. You got an Empoleon in case you need to get around something in terms of the uh, rule box, whatever that may be. You got your 2-2 Octillery. The Remoraid card is like my favorite card in the set. If you haven't looked up that card, Please look up that card. Remoraid Rapid Strike. It's the cutest card I've ever freaking seen. It's awesome. I love it. You got some support Pokemon. You can play some Dedenne's Crobats, the Jirachi GX, like I mentioned earlier. Play a high count of boss, as always with a lot of decks right now, especially when you're not playing an Eldegosh, you want to play that high amount of boss. Throw in like an escape rope. This deck also plays Giant Bomb, which is interesting. So you play Giant Bomb. We've seen this in decks like Dragapult, where they don't, hit a ton of damage in a single turn, but they can take a lot of damage, having a ton of HP, you know, Rapid Strike Urshifu is 330 HP, especially if you have that Jirachi GX. You're probably not going to get knocked out in a single turn unless you got some cheeky stuff going on, like the poison eternatus package, mm-hmm. which uh you're probably going to beat that deck anyway. I don't know. But but anyways, look, 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 look. You put the giant bomb on there that can get you some extra damage, especially when you can use that attack of Urshifu VMAX to not hit the active. It says just hit 120 on two opponents. Pokemon doesn't have to be the active. So there is some damage that you can throw onto your opponent. I know we got tool scrapper in the format. I keep harping that people need to play tool scrapper, but nobody's playing tool scrappers, except if you're like Luke metal. All right, so is, I think you're pretty safe on that.
1: Is Giant Bomb, does it activate at what number? 150 or 180? 180. 180. 180. Yeah, 180.
0: Which, I mean, look at all the decks that we got in the format. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that hits over 180. I, and honestly, if you're looking at a deck like Eternatus that has the option to bench all these Pokemon or not, if they don't bench the Pokemon and they can't KO you, you
1: just bop them. It, yeah. It's interesting yeah, because... I mean. I think about that and I'm like, especially with VMAXs, right? The And a VMAX that's at 330 specifically. Because like with Dragapult, Dragapult's at 320, right? So you can bop them twice for 160 and you still get a knockout. So Giant Bomb, I think Giant Bomb and Dragapult, like it was kind of like a meta read at the time when it first came out. But in reality, people were like, oh, there's too many ways around it, right? Um, but I think at 330... You're in this weird camp of, like, I don't think anybody's playing a deck that can hit you for 160 and 170 back-to-back to to knock you out. Like, either they're not knocking you out in two turns, or they're going to get that giant bomb damage somehow. And I think that, for me, is, like, a really interesting, like, mathematical uh, little nuance there that makes 330 HP interesting. Especially yeah,
2: when you're playing a 4-4 four, four line. Uh, sorry, go, Maxlow. Uh, I was going to say, especially when you're forcing your opponent to have boss and they can only play boss or they are going to take a boatload of damage that they can't afford to.
1: Yeah. Or they'll pass the turn, right? Which <laughs> is like, okay,
0: yeah. you get nothing. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. I know I don't really think of this card to be super great, but when you're playing a 2-2 two, two line of Octillery, which Octillery is super good in my opinion, You're playing some support Pokemon, playing that Empoleon as well. communication is not a bad card in this list, I feel like. I feel like it's just much better than something like Evolution Incense. All right, you're playing the Professor's Research. You're playing the Marnie. You know, you don't want to have that Evolution in your hand, and then you're going to have to Research or Marnie it away. It's better to just Pokecom that away. Grab something else that you can use right now before you use that
2: supporter. And then boom, shakalaka go. Yeah, I agree. One thing I do want to leave you guys with, as far as rapid strike, uh, look out for rapid strike, Urshifu and Dragapult. That's going to be a thing. Yes. I promise you. Yeah, be good. I, I, I don't I have the in front of me, me, but it's going to be good.
1: All right. I well, thank you. Thank you. Flow Cast Max, uh, St- Steven, and then, uh, uh, Scott as well, who I think is, is busy at the a, moment. He had a,
2: he had a step away.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah uh, thanks and, for having us yeah and if you want to listen to the single strike discussion we talked a little bit about it so you heard a little preview there but head over to flow tcast yeah, yeah, yeah. link in Sneak the peek, uh... it
0: sucks i'm just kidding that was a joke
1: <laughs> i see jake over there it's we're on mobile. camera right now i see jake over there playing with his digimon cards but uh but yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> got my star out. deck here i'm still waiting for sean to play with me